and you have just crossed the line. End of debate. Report to the cargo bay and remain there until this is over. Is that understood? Together, wherever we go. Wherever we go. Whatever we do. What, what? We're gonna go through it together. 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 We may not go far, but sure as a star. We're We're living our car. Together, isn't that what from a uh, fam female trouble? No, it's yeah, female t- trouble it's from Tipsy Edith, Darling Edith Massey when she says, Together, together. together. <laughs> no, it, it's, it is Gypsy. I love Gypsy. Oh. I love that show, right? Have I a gallstone, Mr. Egg Roll, Mr. Goldstone, have, have a kiki, roll. which in the ballroom, so <laughs> Walk the floor. Are- you as our resident Jew, is that a thing like uh, Chinese food on Christmas Day? Hell yeah. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Not only is that a thing, thing. honey, you go see a movie and then you get Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One time, many, many years ago on Christmas Day, I got all dressed up and went to go visit John. He was living at that crazy building in Times Square. It was actually kind of a cool building as well. And uh, it was a lot of actors in that building. And um, we and I was all dressed up and we went to go see it was Christmas Day and we went to go see um, Jackie Brown. It had just come out. Um, but first we had the and the theater was packed. There wasn't. In fact, we had to sit way, 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 way in the back because that was all that was left in this gigantic theater. But we had the um, misfortune of thinking that it would be a good idea to each drink a 40 before we went Ooh. into the theater. So we down a 40 each before we get, and then the theater had no air conditioning. And it was hot. And you know, Jackie Brown is like three hours. Yeah. So, but, but it was packed with Jews? No, no, it was just, uh, you know, Times Square packed. You right. know, it was packed with all different kinds of people. But girl it was so hot and we were so drunk and it was fierce, honey. And I, don't, <laughs> I, had to, I actually had to watch Jackie Brown again because, because I, you had no idea what it was. The first I don't. Time. I was just sweating. Cracky and brown. Shit. And I was like, I was like, wow, Merry Christmas Day, man. Well, <laughs> the, the Jews do that movie and Chinese thing on Christmas because all the goyim are at home with their tree worshiping their false god or whatever. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Jackie Brown, yes, Miss Pam Greer. I saw her in something. Okay, you know how there's only so many formulas for movies. Okay. So I watched two movies and in my head, I'm getting them really confused. One was called Queen Bee with Ellen Burstyn and Jane Curtin. And I think Jackie Weaver. And one was called Palms with Diane Keaton and Pam Greer, I think. So they're both, okay. So one is about Ellen Burstyn's a sassy old lady who goes to an old lady home. Like always. And one is about Diane Keaton is a sassy old lady who goes to an old lady community but starts a cheerleading squad. Right. Oh, I remember. Pam Greer, Palms. I don't think it was called Palms. I think it was. And Pam Greer is in one of them. But I I watched like five minutes back and forth of each of them. So now they're totally the same movie in my head. Right. (laughs) I, I, yeah. and the other movie does not sound familiar, although I love me some, some Jackie Weaver, live mm-hmm. for Jackie Weaver. And of course, mm. I love Pam Greer. Oh, oh, who else in that Jane Curtin thing? From Waiting to Exhale, 
not Angela Bassett. Ah, it's going to kill me. Whitney Houston? Not Whitney, not Angela. Whitney. The other one. The heavy set one? Yes, the heavy set child. Loretta Divine. Oh, goodness. Girl, but in my head, they're the same movie, and I'm all confused. But that's that got nothing to do with Star Trek. Also, listen, also something that has nothing to do with Star Trek. I adjusted the lighting in my bedroom. Is it better? Well, we can still see you, but it's okay. Okay, that works for me. Yeah, no, actually, it is better. What did you do? I actually took my key light. Is that what it's called? My ring light. Ring light. Which is was kind of far away, and yeah. like I actually put it like right next to me, and then I also have another light over here. Okay, it's so a side it light. Good. It's like a and, side. And booby, you've got that Florida light, so it's all good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you've, you've got that crystal light. I mean, like the juice is because I believe right. in me. Yes, with Miss Linda Evans. Now, also, I'm wearing for the people who are listening to this, because mostly people are probably listening to this. This is a podcast. Yeah, I am wearing my disco T-shirt, Discovery T-shirt that I love that Michael actually got for me for Christmas, I think, or for for Hanukkah. For something. Yeah. For something. Some Jewy Um, thing. For some Jewy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Because uh, uh, it did premiere this week, although when this comes out, it would have been weeks away. But uh, and I actually months. or maybe months off to a rousing start season four of uh, so we can Discovery. see it here it's just internationally people can't see it uh oh so There's some drama so uh, it's it's that yeah outside of the u.s and canada you were supposed to be able to watch it on netflix on netflix correct. but then they changed the the thing like a couple of days ago so now you can't right without without any warning like so if so say this is a warning you had joined netflix just so you could watch discovery right right they pulled the rug out from underneath you right before the season premieres now yeah uh, you can watch it on paramount plus which is how i'm watching it but paramount plus is not all over the world right if you're if you're in the uk or whatever you're shit out of luck right oh honey you are ripping that shit you are ripping that would be illegal yeah, but if you had, they give you no other choice. Beast in the valley, beast in the city, beast <laughs> in my hole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, welcome to Fire Chicote, where we're gonna be beasts in the valley. <laughs> I don't right. know. What, I just, I just go ahead. Someone else start, please, yeah. darling. Yeah. Go um, ahead, booby. Judgmental yeah, ass booby. I ain't judging nothing. I'm acknowledging your stupidity, mama. Oh, for real? Oh, yo, are you, sweetheart? <laughs> Beast in the valley. What? Just real quick, though, just a little uh, a little technical business. Uh, have we decided to change the format of how, like, the screen works? Because now it's, like, just one face. Or is that just my screen? One like, face. Like is your one screen. lord. Um, I, see, I see three, honey. Well, you, you only see, see one? I only see one. Go to the top and press on the top right hand corner. If you can view, find the top. Type gallery. gallery. You know what, Miss Matanga? Oh, I like that so Geese much. Better. In the valley. Geese <laughs> in the city. Geese in the city. Geese on the floor. Blow, blow, quack, quack, quack. Oh, quack you know what? Oh, what, darling? What, what, darling? Rosy cheeked and I don't know. Kind you of. You Mrs. Claus. I'm giving you tetas, lovely tetas. No shirt, my shoes, only my features. 
my boy behind me. He's taking pictures. He's taking pictures. You don't know that it's Lord Solar Power because you guys don't know any current music. No. Oh, chat. What? Yeah. Solar Power. Okay. So <laughs> let's get it together, darling. Oh, new drag name Alberta Clipper. Alberta Clipper. You know, oh, that's yeah. a weather thing. Miss Juno, Alaska. Miss Juno, Alaska. She's known for her Alberta Clippers. But she's so mm. cold. She's so cold, darling. Juno, Juno, darling. Welcome to Fire Chakotay. This is Mike Diamond. This is Miss Matinga. And this is Booby. And we are here to talk about Star Trek Voyager. Yes. 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 We can't have dead air, <laughs> darlings. Oh, honey. Then we better stop years. right now. Girl. Okay, well then somebody else kick it off. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna drink my soda. So so today on Fire Chipotle. How about from the top, darling? The greatest Star Trek uh podcast coffee clutch slash gay coffee clutch in the uh, Delta Quadrant. It's time today. for Boomba Cloud. It's Boomba Cloud tonight. <laughs> The children are not going to know. The Trek children are not going to know what a boomba cloud is. It's time for a boomba cloud. It's boomba cloud tonight. It's a Klingon, oh. Klingon term. It's a Klingon beverage, doll. It probably is a Klingon beverage, honey. Kapla, give me boomba cloud. <laughs> oh, oh my God. A boomba kapla is the worst. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we are deep into season seven of Star Trek Voyager. Last season of Voyager. We're almost done. Yes, yes. And we're, you know, recording and airing them all out of order because that's how crazy we are. Yes. Like and that. today we are doing an episode called Q2. That's right. And the episode Q2 uh, premiered. It is a season, season seven episode, like we said, uh, episode 18. It premiered April 11th of 2001. Interesting little factoid. It was directed by LeVar Burton. It was really? directed by LeVar yeah, Burton. Miss Lavardis Burton, darling. That's right. And, Who is uh, not the probably... host of Jeopardy? No, but he is. But he's getting a show. Host of Trivial Pursuit. He's yes. going to be the host of that show. So he got his wish. Yep. He got what his, was his wish? wish. He to wished. Be... To... Go on, boo. To host. To host. But to, to host. host a quiz type show. Because right. just just a little off topic here. You know that Lavar. He's a he's a deeply intelligent guy. Miss Lavardis. Miss Lavardis Rainbow. He did Reading Rainbow for many many years, which is a show beloved by many. Reading Rainbow was like twenty years. Right. Butterfly in the sky. I could get twice as high. <laughs> some coke and then some more. A Reading Rainbow. Um, it was about I, doing. Coke and I reading. thought for sure you were gonna say do some coke. It ain't no joke. It ain't no joke. A junkie <laughs> rainbow. And but you know, a but, junkie you know, rainbow. <laughs> Speaking of junkie rainbows, and although we haven't got on topic yet, we're gonna stay off topic. I think I mentioned to you guys that last night I was watching something on Amazon called Gays in Prison, hosted by Latrice yes. Royale. Yes, which Royale. I did not realize was from 2015. Really? Oh wow. And I'm ashamed to say that I found one of the prisoners kind of hot. Yeah. He did kill someone, but I think it was an accident. In real life? Take a look. Yeah. For reals. Thin hmm. a book. And that Latrice, what a story. Wow. What a, like a serious story for Mr. Yeah. Latrice. Yeah. But you know, there might be a little crossover between 
between drag race and track, you know, that they're both colorful. Alien. Like an alien. But I cut you off. We were talking about Lavardis, darling. Lavardis Burton. Um, you know, so deeply smart, this guy. And he did get his chance mm-hmm. to guest coast uh, Jeopardy as they were looking for a new permanent host. And uh, I don't think it, w- it wasn't the right fit. It actually ended up being um, Ken Jennings and Maya Bialik, which I think is actually a nice, a nice Ruby, little Did you watch there. any of that madness? No. Me neither. Yeah, I know you don't like Maya. Um, Me? But I, I love Maya. Oh, because she's, you know, talking on both sides of her mouth. About facts and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. That's a, that, honey, that's a Jew that eats Chinese on Christmas for sure. Oh, my God. For sure. Oh, love, my God. My but yeah, he's going to be doing the Trivial Pursuit show. So good for him. And also yeah. a talented, talented director. But getting back on topic for oh, yes. this episode. So this week's episode that we're covering is called Q2. And Q2, of course, is a season seven episode, episode 18. It premiered April 11th, 2001, directed by LeVar Burton, interestingly enough. And of course, we've got John Delancey reprising Q. But a cool thing about this particular episode is his son, Keegan Delancey, is playing Q2. Really? Yeah. And I think Keegan's kind of a cutie. Yeah. Well, I think he's kind of a cutie. And although I don't like nepotism, I will say he, he was effective. He was pretty good because that kid was supposed to be smarmy and I genuinely hated him. Yeah. And then grew to like him when he No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I did. You would. I think it would have been interesting. Uh, this is jumping ahead, of course, if he had stayed on board. It would have been interesting. How yeah. many wayward children can they take? Yeah. yeah. It would have given. Each have somebody to have sex with. Itchy. Itchy and Itchy Q-ball. and Q-Ball? Okay. Oh so, my God, the spinoff. Itchy and Q-Ball. See, now <laughs> I would watch the adventures of Itchy and Q-Ball. Instead yeah. of Prodigy, yes, I would watch Itchy and Q-Ball. Miss Booby, can you give us a synopsis of what this episode is about? In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Q uh, introduces his son again to Aunt Kathy, the captain, and yes. leaves him with her in hopes that he will find himself and become a, an upstanding Q. And, uh, and right. this young Q learns what it means to be responsible, even when he didn't, doesn't want to be. But even more so, the continuum is like, your child is creating havoc across the multiverse. Right. And get him in line or we are going to reconcile him to living out the rest of his eternal days as a single cell organism. Right. So he, like, even though it's like this omnipotent race, once again, he needs these little minor bipedal species. Primates. Primates to like save his kid. And he comes to who, you know, Kathy, his, his, uh, what is it? His uh, godmother. Mm. So when the episode opens, Icheb, Ichi, is with the captain in her quarters, and he's right. doing a report I Reciting. Think about, about Captain Kirk. Yes. As part of his Starfleet exams. Training, uh-huh. He's being very elaborate about it, and Kathy's like, yo, can we speed this shit up? How many more chapters are there? 34. It's supposed to be 20 minutes. How much it's supposed to be 20 minutes, that? darling. I need black coffee, darling. 
Yes. Yes. And she cuts him off, actually. And, you know, because he's got 37 more chapters to go. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, honey, you passed. You passed. Uh, and then he makes his way out and you immediately kind of pan over to Q2, the younger Q, who is who, who clearly has been eavesdropping and uh, who is immediately be being very snarky and very, you know, serving attitude in his little jumpsuit. Janeway to security. Don't bother. I trapped your crew in a temporal loop. And, you know, she doesn't yet realize that this is Q's son because the last time she saw this particular being, it, it was an infant, you know, which was only maybe four years earlier. Correct. And he has, of course, become a teenager in that time. He's the offspring of Q and that Q bitch from the episode where they do like a Civil War reenactment. Right. The Q and the Grey. And that Q bitch was also played a Klingon in The Next Generation. Yeah. Who was involved with Worf and gave Worf his son. So basically, she's just a baby machine. So, right. but, but, but she only turns out tired babies because Worf's kid was kind of tired. Oliver was his name? Alexander. Alexander. Alexander was so tired. And he shows up in DS9. Yes. But he's, yes. Oh, he's a teenager. He's a teenager he's a, at that point. He's an but adult. Is, at that but point. isn't there an episode of with Alexander and Loxwana, Troy? I don't know. In the next generation? She's babysitting him. Yeah, next gen. Possibly, possibly. I haven't seen that yet. That episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil that 30-year-old show for you, girl. It's, it's uh, Brian, Brian Bonzal, who played Alexander uh, as, as a kid, kid, was so soft. Like, he was like this very soft-spoken, gentle little kid and so he just couldn't like it, it it was so odd that Worf would have like this tender little child uh it, it was just a yeah bad but kid. but but Worf wasn't the most Klingon of Klingons I mean the motherfucker drank prune juice terrible a warrior's drink right um, interesting little story about Brian Bonzal real quick is that he also was on family ties and he grew up and has a long rap sheet like it did family ties he was on Family Ties. With, he was the with, youngest child. With the Betty Broderick story? Yeah, with Baxter Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he had a bad he had a bad little run. They better learn to sell pussy in Iceland. What we're we talking about? Susie Plaxen. Susie Plaxen is the bitch, yes. Who portrays both Q's wife and Worf. Yes, yes. Uh, and I actually I dig that actress. She's like little uh, Trek uh uh, you know, fierceness going on. Hollywood royalty, darling. She's yes. not in this episode, but John Delancey is as Q, and he plops his bratty offspring onto Voyager, and it's like, even though you don't know this child, and I'm omnipotent, I want you to fix this problem. Oh, Junior's taking a little vacation from the continuum. I recommended he spend it with you. Why? Oh, he's always been fascinated by the old man's stories about humanity. I thought it was time he had some first-hand experience. And young Cubert runs amok on Voyager, just causing Hubert. problems. Like, I love the party and engineering. And all sorts of aliens drinking and carrying on. Right. And why does Bellana say, if he doesn't kill these lights, we're going to breach the warp core? Warp core. That makes no sense, girl. Yeah. <laughs> In the warp core. This party is over. Get your guests off my ship. I like you, Aunt Kathy. You got gumption. 
But what you don't have is unlimited control of space, matter, and time. The messed up thing is that you are leaving, you know, not just your kid to be babysat, you know, by, by its aunt or, or uh, you know, godmother. You are leaving, you know, an all-powerful, immature, underdeveloped creature on this ship with humans that only have certain capabilities. You know, he's dangerous. Like, he's really dangerous. Right. Like, he could kill not just the crew of Voyager, but like it's at one point, he's like starting a war between two races just to see them fight. Like, yeah, like she wants to teach him and and uh, Q needs him to become a better Q. But honey, like you need to take Kathy aside and say, look, what can we do here? Mm -hmm. This is the situation. Don't just bug off and leave your kid, your, your omnipotent kid with, you know, this crew. Mm -hmm. it, once again, you know, Q just acting so laissez-faire about I, things. And there's nothing they can do about it because he should have made given Kathy omnipotence. <laughs> oh, honey, she would spend every day killing and reanimating Tuvix. Get into our and shirt. She would have available gotten them home at our merch shop. Yeah. And she would have gotten them home, which we're going to revisit later in this episode. So right. aside from throwing this busted ass outlaw party in engineering. He also starts a war between these innocent aliens somewhere off in the galaxy. They were at peace. Not anymore. Watch this. You have to stop this. It's not like there's anything else to do. Also, one of my favorite parts of this episode, he turns Neelix out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what, Talaxian? You talk too much. His jaw's been fused and his vocal cords removed. I didn't like that. I loved it. So he, does he call him his kitchen rat? No, yeah, the, yeah. the kitchen rats. The kitchen rat. Um, yeah. And he's so sick of Neelix's meddling and talking. Honey, he seals Neelix's he mouth fuses. shut mm -hmm. and takes his vocal cords out. Yes. And I think the episode should have ended right there. Blow your place on your spot. <laughs> but you know, Balana, even though she's frustrated with the kids, she's like, it's the one good movie's made. And then she went back to the rave. She was yes. like, hey. So he's yeah. starting wars and he's mutilating crew members and he's zipping, zipping in and out and being really rude to Aunt Kathy. Um, yeah. Oh, and he, he's fucking with the replicator because when she asked for coffee, it says, make it yourself. Get it yourself. <laughs> coffee black. Make it yourself. You hear? At, at one point, he's on the bridge and he summons the Borg. And, you know, the ship is about to be destroyed, at which point Q, the older Q, who's probably been keeping tabs on the low low, finally intervenes and, and is upset, you know, reverses everything, fixes Neelix, gets rid of the Borg. A.K.A. her pet down. Talaxian. I want you to give Aunt Kathy a word. You won't do it again. Oh, he won't do it again because he's leaving now. And then they take the kids' powers away. Which they should have done from the beginning. He's got one week to turn this kid into a decent cue, whatever that means. And he pops off again. And you know, because if he doesn't, he's going to be turned into a single cell amoeba. Sibelium Sibelium darling. And I love what, you know, and, and actually, I love what Captain Janeway actually says, you know, she says, you know, you can't just pawn off your kid on somebody. You've got to parent 
You've right. got to love this kid. You've got to give him time. And Q is just like, Ugh. We are family. And that's what we're gonna stay. You hear? <laughs> I don't think he likes his kid. This is him now. Also, he looks like Jimmy Fallon. Also, the Q lady is nowhere to be seen because she's no, so through. She with disowned this, him. She disowned she him. And she went somewhere to reenact Gone with the Wind with some other people. Yeah. 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 But but probably but probably the truth of it is like she, you know, the actress Susie Plaxon was like, Where are the dollars? Where are the dollars? Where are the Where gigs, are the Joe? Right. Yeah, but also there really isn't a part for her in this. No. Not really. No. At what point is Captain Janeway taking a bath and Q pops up? When he when she originally tells, he gives him some advice. He says, You're a genius. And he takes Q2 off and tries to bond with him, like stays with him for a you know every waking minute. And it just doesn't work out. And he pops into Kathy's tub while she's taking a bath and like says, You're not a genius, you know. And she's like she's hysterical about it. She's like, So what happened? What happened after you left Voyager? <laughs> she's like over yeah. it you know um he's like he, q you've only been gone an hour and it's like been years in q in the q continuum i smothered the boy with attention spent every waking moment with him but things only got worse you've been gone for less than 10 minutes on your temporal plane maybe and he yes. goes in for a kiss and she blocks him with her foot and he kisses her foot he kisses her foot yeah. did you notice her toenails were painted kind of like an orangey color I didn't. It's the new black, you know. I guess it but, is. But you know what I, you know what I thought. You know, Q is into toes. You uh, know he is. Like, can't you tell Q is into toes? Like he would have, he would have slipped one of those toes into his mouth. Like if she had just given him a little, like he would have been a like, hint. A hint. Delta quadrant shrimp platter. Yeah. He wants to hit it so bad. Here's the thing about foot fetish people, though, and I don't know where I came across this but if you get involved with somebody with a foot fetish and i'm not trying to read nobody no certainly not anyone you dated no listen when you get involved with somebody with a fetish it always becomes about the fetish so if you're with someone that's like into feet that might be cute and fun for like a week or two but in 10 years they're still going to be all about the feet darling and they're going to be they have been walking on them for 10 years so there's going to be some damage to the feet and then your whole life turns into a bucket of pig's feet and a bottle of beer Booby, what kind of damage? And you wear shoes, bitch? Yeah, but you still got to walk on them shits for 10 years. The 10 years of walking on them feet is going to give you some callus. Some bunions. Yeah. I guess it's a question of what fetish could you tolerate? Like, if you're going to be involved with somebody and they've got a kink, what can you tolerate for the rest of your days together? Cleaning dishes. Rimming. Silence. Well, okay, so... Anyway, so Q decides, yes, let's take his powers away, or the continuum takes his powers away. No, right. Q and Kathy decide to take his powers away. She's a, she's in on it, right? Yes, absolutely. Really? Booby, and the kid Booby doesn't seem perplexed. Yeah, and, and the I didn't kid, know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the kid doesn't know his powers are gone yet. Until he does he, his Endora thing and his little Endora woo. <laughs> and like suddenly he realizes I have no powers. Right. You have and no then, power here. And then the captain gets down to the business of trying to teach this kid some discipline and some moral and some structure. Guidance. Some responsibility. In yeah, in a few days. And Janeway's sounding very, very gravelly this episode. 
You're going yes. to learn responsibility. Yes. With high point coffee. You're going to learn respect and responsibility. Your ass belongs to me. I tell you what you can and can't do with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Qbert, uh, well, first he goes to work in Neelix's kitchen and Neelix is loving it. Yes. Like saying, y'all, come one, come all. There's plenty to go around because this kid's working the fucking chow line. But actually, the first task is Chakotay takes him to the holiday. Yeah. To yeah. a simulation oh. where there's like a Nausicaan and a Bolian and, a, and all Cardassian these different races and of Romulans. Yeah. And, but very antagonistic races. Right. And you know, he has to broker a peace in this simulation. It's a diplomacy and, you know, test. A, a diplomacy test. And, you know, and Miss Chakotay leaves him to it. And surprisingly, in a couple minutes, he figures it out somehow. In and they're 13 all minutes peace. out of 30. That mm -hmm. given. Yeah, when it should have gone horribly awry. Right. And he writes a report to present to Kathy some kind of report about the Q, it, about the Q continuum, Q. about the continuum, but he gets Echeb to do it for him. So he's taking the easy way out and the easy way out because the way he figured out the diplomacy test is he changed the parameters of the simulation. And Anne Kathy clocks it. Cheater, she, cheater. She, she's like, I would recognize Echeb's style anywhere, motherfucker. Don't yes. play with me, Hubert. But step out of line again and I'm through with you, understood? Understood. Shut up, you junkie whore! Yes, mommy dearest. Dismissed. Yeah, but Q-Ball and, and, uh, and Itchy, they're becoming pals. Yes, yeah. which, which was a nice touch. Yeah. I liked it. I did. I liked it. Actually, I was wondering if you'd like to participate in some recreational activities. I don't have the time. Aunt Kathy's forcing me to write an historical essay on the Q continuum. And they do a flying test with Tom? Uh, mm. uh, an, an instruction. So Tom is in the Delta Flyer with, with Itchy and, and Qbert, and he's like, okay, boys, we're going to do this instructional. Get on my lap, sit on my lap. I'm going to show you how to handle this joystick, yo. Now listen, Ooh. this is a little brown bottle. Just take a sniff. No questions. Yeah, relax, Just baby. It's cute. A, a nice big inhale. It's cute. No, it's all right, baby. Put your head on the dashboard. It's all right. And honey, let me do the work. Yeah. It is on, honey. Yeah. Let me show <laughs> you this outer thing. We, space. Call, we call this a Nosakin swirl, honey. Honey, no one can hear you cream in outer space. Oh yeah. Yeah. Barreto. Barreto. Mm. <laughs> So after Tom does this hazing thing with them and they have some kind of outer space circle jerk, they all get back into their now splattered and crusty jumpsuits. And um, <laughs> there's some kind of problem with like an ion thing and it's making a sound. I don't remember now. It's leaving an ion trail, Dollar. Oh, I've done that. You know, and this would, would never happen, but perhaps because Qbert is an advanced being in the course of five days, you know, after being dressed down for cheating on the earlier exercises, you know, he starts to gain a little self-confidence. He starts to actually follow the rules. He starts to enjoy the work and make friends. And the camaraderie. And the camaraderie of it, he starts to relax. And, you know, you can tell like, hey, this young guy is on the way to becoming, you know, kind of a decent, decent. kid. Mm -hmm. And even the captain, she's kind of proud of him, you know? And so he has to give a presentation on the continuum. And so the captain has Q, the older Q, listen to it. 
and Delancey is just really like not into it, not listening to it, and really hurts Kubert's feelings. What did you think? Oh, it's very nice. Nice? Yes, I especially like the part about the continuum. The entire essay was about the continuum. And so in the next scene, Kathy's trying to assuage Hubert's feelings. And she's like, look, your dad's an asshole. Or, you know, something along those lines. But because he's hurt, he decides to act out. And how does he do that? He kidnaps Echeb. Just sit back, Itchy. Enjoy the ride. On the flyer. Because he knows how to open a rift. To open a rift. And you know what he does? He runs. He runs right, away right. as if he could run anywhere and get from away the from queue. That. There's nowhere to run. <clears throat> and, you know, in, you know, in this foolhardy little adventure, not only does he get in trouble, he gets keep, he gets each of hurt badly. You're trespassing in Chokuzan space. We were just leaving. Disengage your engines and prepare to be boarded. Because he is breaking the laws of the Yakuza or whatever the hell they're called. Yes. Who look? It looks like a like a real cat-like alien, like yes. predator, looking like predator mixed with meow mix. And he's in yakuza space and not respecting their laws and their bylaws and their customs. And so when Echeb is fucking around with some kind of machinery, it blows up on her. Hubert takes Itchy back to Voyager, but the Doctor cannot save him. Yes. Right. I mean, he's not uh, dead. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Echeb is in dire straits at this point. The older Q shows up and is like, listen, if your little friend that you just made has to die to teach you that your actions have consequences. Feel it. If your little playmate has to die to teach you a lesson, so be it. Learn it. You know, we skipped over one of the most egregious things that Kubert does in the beginning when he goes to see Seven. And he snaps his little omnipotent fingers and suddenly she's naked. And what I love is she is unbothered. 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 She's like, you trying to embarrass me? Child, I could care less. Please. I don't Please. have the, in the inhibitions. I don't got these yeah. inhibitions, bitch. She's no. a honey. Miss, Miss, Miss Seven is a whole mood, honey. Right. Like she's working on a different level. This little child who might be omnipotent is a not child. Get her I mean, go, she doesn't honey. even turn around. She's just no, like no. turning her head like, like she's like, and she's kind of like, you want to look? You want to do ahead. you want to take as she's rolling her eyes? Take. Right. But she's not gonna gag. No. She's, she, not she's gag. absolutely unbothered. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, and God that was probably her. one of the most hateful things he did. Like, oh, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of gross. And then at one point he later on he said, Can I see you naked again? Right. Yeah. And she's like, and you know, I, will, like what? I don't care how nipped you are. I will tear you limb from limb, Qbert. Bitch! Like you that girl! But so, Qbert has to create another rift and go back to Yakuza space to plead with these people to apologize. give the doctor... Uh, apologize and give the information the doctor needs to save Itchy's life. And Kathy goes with him. Right. right. And now, mind you, he is not omnipotent. If they decide to fire on the flyer, if they decide to take him into custody, if they decide to throw him in jail, there's nothing he can do. And so, you know, what he is showing is concern for another human being, even though this like little life form might not be anything compared to what the Q are, still his friend and he's willing to sacrifice himself for his friend. 
that shows real growth. So, Booby, what happens when they go back to Yakuza space? Lucy Lou pops up. No, guys, sorry. Right. Lucy Lou slash Predator pops up. Yes. <laughs> Cindy Lou as Lucy Lou. <laughs> it's so weird. They confront the alien who uh, shot at and injured Icheb, and he makes his apology and pleads for the information. And uh, the alien says, okay, fine. But since she pointing to Janeway is the parent parental guide, parental yes. unit in this situation. She's got to pay for your crime. And uh, he, he's just gagging that, that that's the case and say, trying to persuade the alien that it's him that needs to pay for the crime since she had nothing to do with it and proves that he is willing to sacrifice himself at any, for, for, you know, for, for Kathy and for, for each and the yeah. alien lets out a guffaw and and you come to realize that it's actually Q pretending to be this alien, testing his son to see if he's worthy of being being joined back into the continuum. And says, yeah, each hep's fine. I fixed him. Miraculously. Gag, gag, bitch. He isn't, I mean, not verbatim, but that's right. the gist of it. And so now Q is satisfied that his son has grown a little bit as a being. And then suddenly in the next scene, there is a tribunal of the continuum on the ship, because I guess the budget's running out at this point, uh, to see as to whether or not uh, the, the, the continuum has actually decided that, hey, okay, your kid is safe now, and we're not going to turn him into amoeba and blah, 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 blah. And while they decide not to turn him into an amoeba, they th they still think he's a bit of a danger. So they decide to leave him as a human being. I actually think that this wasn't the worst choice. Well, but also they say, since we're not going to make you an amoeba, you're going to be the next worst thing and right. stay human. human. That's how little you know they think of humans. But you know what? These humans who made this omnipotent being better in the course of seven days and also you know what it could be worse uh, leave him on a ship with people that will love him and nurture him and make him a better soul and the occasional you know, piloting episode with tom and itchy and but q2 is i'm not q2 i'm sorry the, the john delancey q is like no not my kid and he disappears and of course Hubert is dejected. He wants to return to the continuum. You know, Aunt Kathy is like, baby, we got you. You can stay with us and, you know, we'll keep you safe. And, you know, but he's 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 dejected and he's down. He wants to be with his not people, Papa. not people. He wants to be with his beings and he wants to be yes. a Q. Which is what he is. Right. right. And I have no idea how the episode ends. <laughs> and so Q, you know, First, Cubert thinks he's been abandoned by his dad. And maybe Aunt Kathy thinks that a little bit too, because I feel like a day goes by. But then uh, John Delancey shows up and he's like, no, I was fighting the continuum for my kid. I told them I refused to belong to any continuum that wouldn't accept my son as a member. They're going to return my powers? They already have. What they tell Q is to be a better parent as well. Right. Um, and says, you know, and so Q says, you can come back to the continuum. And, you know, he takes his kid. He he thanks, you know, Aunt Kathy. Before Cuba disappears, he gives Aunt Kathy a bunch of flowers and is genuinely like, thank you, Aunt Kathy. I'll see you later. 
and he does care for her and he says yeah. thank you i'll see you later and she actually says i hope so i want to see you soon and actually if you ever read the star trek books like he loves his aunt I kathy honey really he loves his aunt kathy and he shows up every once in a while you know and he's way 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 less destructive than his dad like um, like they should have had a Kim as a crew member. Could you imagine I think a Q as a great. as a crew member? But you know the books aren't canon. They aren't canon, but they are until no, they're canon. Because I haven't read them. If I haven't read them or if I haven't seen unless, it, it's not really movie, relevant. Unless a movie changes that. But right. but wait a minute. Yeah. But the point I have to make here though is every time Q shows up, I always think to myself. Why doesn't uh, Captain Janeway say, hey, I did this for you. I did that for you. You needed my help in this way. You needed my help in that way. Just take us back to Earth. Haven't I done enough? But she never actually asks him that. Right. I don't know why. But finally, in this episode, he gives her a little data pad and says, here's a gift. And she's like, oh, this is this will shave off a couple of years off of our trip, you know, who knows, maybe 10 years, maybe 20 years, or Jennifer Lean's character threw them 30 years forward in time. So, you know, who knows how much time that was? And she says, thanks, but she's just like, why don't you just send us home? And I was like, thank you, Kathy. Finally. Finally. For everything you've done for this being, just send us home. And he's like, oh, that wouldn't be a good lesson for Junior. You know what? Fuck you, Q. Yeah. He did offer to get them home if Kathy would mate with him. Right. Back in that episode. And she's like, oh, honey, I'll stay in space for 80 years. Whatever. The trade can't be that good. But it probably is. If he's omnipotent, he can make it as good as you want it. John Denancy? You, you saw how they conceived, right? Yeah. With a just touched fingers. fingers. But I mean, with a human, he'd probably have to mate the human way. But he's omnipotent, though. Right. So you, it could be lovely. It could be choice. I mean, the fit, it better fit, be. Honey, if it fits, you must have quit, bitch. Rock. So he does shave a couple of years off of their voyage home. Something. And Qbert has learned his lesson. And Q's mom is still nowhere to be found. And I would ask Qbert to get us home if Q ain't. But he dipped. It. He dipped, yo. He, he gave her the back. flowers and dipped. He gave her her flowers. And dip. filled up her room with roses. That was yeah. he takes he takes each of virginity and he dashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna show you what I call it itchy, yo. Mm-hmm. He scratched that itchy. He scratched that itchy. So they're a little closer to home, and everything is right in the universe, I suppose. Until the next episode. Until the next episode. This was like the after-school special of Voyager episodes. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Shall we give our scores, ladies? I give it a four and a half stars. I really enjoyed it. Utterly. Because I really, I really enjoyed it too. I loved it, Kathy. I love Aunt Kathy. But you know what? I want to do a little shout out for Keegan Delancey. I enjoyed him. He was fun. Um, I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. I'm gonna give this episode four Leola Rude. I dug it. I dug it a lot. I'm going to give this episode one and a half cat-like alien faces. I did not groove on this episode. Really? Let me start by saying what I did like about it. I love the computer telling her, make it yourself. I loved Seven being unbothered about her nudity. 
And I love that they fucking sealed Neelix's mouth shut. <laughs> However, I didn't give a damn about this kid. I thought that the whole concept was ridiculous. You're omnipotent, but you think these humans are going to like have something to do with it? Uh, no, bitch. I don't know why engineering was going to breach from a fucking rave party. I didn't care what was happening. I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was bullshit. Well, that's how I, you really you feel. You throw a little GHB into the warp core, you don't know what could happen. Right? It was entertaining, but it didn't make sense. It made no sense <sighs> whatsoever. And like, having the Q tribunal show up on the ship like that. Yeah. And it just, I think it devalued the Q in, in the way that like the series as a whole sort of defanged the Borg. The Borg. A little right, bit. Right. Gotcha. right, right. I just didn't, I mean, there were things I liked about it, but I was like, oh Lord, child. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, child, no. Mm-mm. It sounds like you said, oh Lord, child. Oh Lord, child. Oh Lord, child. Oh Lord, child. No, so not one of my favorites. Okay, okay. So this has been another episode of Fire Chakotay as we close out season seven of the amazing Star Trek Voyager. Thank you for tuning in. And there'll be links in the description below to our Patreon, our wonderful merch. Booby, tits up, tits up. Let's see the merch. Let's see the merch. There we go. Space Squirrel. Yeah. Got to do a version where his mouth is closed. Yeah. And oh. our Patreon and our Instagrams and all of that. What were you going to say, Miss Booby? My mouth is closed. Oh, hello. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Mike Diamond. Like and subscribe, everybody. This is Miss Matinga. This is Booby. Peace. <laughs>